Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And welcome to The Rob Carson Show. I'm Mary Welter sitting in for Rob. It's an exciting week. We're all getting ready for... um, Thanksgiving kind of kicks off the whole holiday celebration. Yeah. We have Caroline Levitt joining us in the last hour of the show. It's about an hour and a half from now. She'll be joining us. We have a lot to talk to her about when it comes to just everything that's going on in the news. Just a crazy, crazy week. Uh, and it, I guess I guess it's crazy because, you know, not every we're the country that does Thanksgiving this week so you think oh why this should things should calm down but the rest of the world's not doing it so so i get it all right i want to jump into this uh kevin mccarthy was on sunday morning futures with maria bardo romo yesterday and I, I watched it was really good and it started off with her asking him about uh, something that chip roy said on the floor of the Senate and Chip Roy went off saying that um, the GOP has done nothing since taking the majority. And, and he said, what, what can I go back when I go back to my constituents? What can I tell them we've done Name just one thing that I can tell them that we've done. So she asked Kevin McCarthy that, and I want you to hear what he had to say. And then we'll talk about it. It's, it's cut one here, Brian. We cut $2 trillion. We got work requirements. We cut, we got reform to NEPO, something we haven't done in 40 years. We stopped any IRS new agents from being hired this year and 20 billion going into the future. You know what else we transpired? We made bills actually have to come through committee. We made sure that members had to show up to go to work. We passed the parents Bill of Rights. We passed a bill that makes us energy independent. We passed the most conservative border security bill that we've ever done in the process. It's actually, if you took it up to August, the report was between this Congress and when the Democrats had the majority in the last Congress and the Senate and the White House, we had more bills passed. We had more bills signed into law, one of the most productive Congresses. And so, you know, unfortunately, there are a few members that have stopped us from being able to pass appropriation bills. There are some members that seem they want to be in the minority instead of being the majority. But this Congress has taken on from a border security, from accountability in government and oversight, from stopping. We stopped the pandemic. We made sure those in the military didn't get kicked out because they didn't want to take the vaccine based upon their own um, religious beliefs. There are a number of things in holding this White House accountable. I would have gone on and on on the floor to say exactly what we've done week after week after week. So here's my question to you. 1-800-922-6680. Does the GOP have a messaging problem if they've done all those things? I didn't know about it. Did you? We made sure they had that people that that um, members had to come to work. I was like, well, I kind of think that's a low bar. I don't know if that impresses anybody on the outside. We say, well, you know, because of the Republicans, they have to come to work. Uh, okay, <coughs> excuse me. 
I would think that they that they should have to come to work anyway. But we know Pelosi was having a lot. There, a lot of them were working from home, which, by the way, I don't necessarily disagree with. Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. Huh? I don't necessarily disagree with remote work. If they're there and they can be home at living amongst their constituents and doing what their constituents want, that's part of their job. So I don't have a hard problem with that as long as they're working. So, so that's okay. But so I'm, I'm just curious, does the GOP have a messaging problem? Is Chip Roy right? Did any of those things that you heard Kevin McCarthy list off there, did any of those strike you as, wow, that's great. Because you know what would have struck me as, wow, that's great. Voting to impeach Mayorkas, that would have struck me as, wow, that's great. That's what we want. Those other things, I just don't think play into something big in people's lives, right? What's big? Economy, immigration. Now, he said a parent's bill of rights, but yet you're seeing these things play out in, in schools all across the country where parents are, are having to fight with school boards all across the country. You know, I don't know, get to the bottom of what really happened on January 6th. Why couldn't Kevin McCarthy do what Speaker Johnson has done? Michael Johnson, well, Jim, Mike Johnson? I, this is how much I don't even know who this man is. I have to get used to who he is. Uh, Speaker Johnson has done. Well, put put up a web page and just start releasing all this video from January 6th for, in the interest of transparency and let people go through it. How many people would not be in jail right now had Kevin McCarthy done that? Because they were denied video in order to prove their innocence because they were in a position where they had to prove they were innocent. Because they had evidence withheld from them. So many of them just pled guilty to make it stop because it was bleeding them dry. They didn't have the finances to keep fighting. Why couldn't Ken McCarthy have done that? I think it's great that we're doing that now. I think that's fantastic. If it was, if it was an insurrection, it was as horrible as the January 6th committee said, Put it out there. Let the American people see instead of just what they wanted us to see. Because when they put out just what they want you to see, I think conspiracy theories start that way. Because you're not being transparent and people don't trust the government. If you want people to not get all into conspiracy theories, be transparent. Seems kind of simple to me. All right. Um, One of the other things he said, which was um, pretty interesting. This was good. Uh, They went on about um, Joe Biden and they switched gears. And he said something here that I thought was pretty interesting that I think really says a lot. And he talked about um, the investigation into Joe Biden. It's a shortcut. And see if you catch what he said here. This is cut two. No one in America would have known that President Biden has lied, that they did receive money from China, that that, that he did get involved in the business dealings. When he went to Cafe Milano, his son got a new Porsche and $3 million was sent to him. We have systematically followed every place the facts have taken us each and every day. And now it's moved even closer because now we've got the subpoenas going in to get the bank statements. We found all of this, the shell companies no one knew about prior. This is important this is important yeah he said um we've moved even closer because now we've got the subpoenas going in to get the bank statements we've moved even closer they were talking about impeachment 
We know Biden lied. We know Biden received money from the Chinese. Here's the thing. I don't give Kevin McCarthy any credit for this. I give the credit to James Comer and the rest of the committee. The House Judiciary, they're the ones who really went into this, right? They're the ones who um, who got all this information. The facts have led us even closer. And he did say, you know, they've, they've systematically followed, followed the facts, which I think is fantastic. But I do find it interesting that, um, you know, I, don't, I really don't think Kevin McCarthy did it. You can disagree with me. 1-800-922-6680, but we're getting closer, in other words, to impeaching Joe Biden. That's a big deal. Here's the thing. It's a big deal. It's going to come a day late and a dollar short, right? It's it's not going to come at a time when, um, does anybody believe anything's really going to come of it? By the time they get there, it's going to be too late. It's going to get to be one of those things where, well, it's too close to the election. Now we can't do it. Not that, de- that Democrats would ever let that bot, you know, stop them. But for Republicans, it's going to come at a time when they're going to say, oh, it's, it's, it's too late. It wouldn't be right if we impeach him now. You know, it wouldn't be right. So it's taken them three years to get to this point. Now, I understand that the FBI and the DOJ and, uh, and all the other alphabet agencies, Secret Service, etc., have been stonewalling. NARA, the National Archives, have been stonewalling and keeping evidence from the committee. And they've had to fight to get it. But that never would have stopped the Democrats. Nancy Pelosi would have had an impeachment in a week. Doesn't matter if they had all the facts yet. They still would have gone through it. They still would have done it. Do I think that's wrong? Yes. But I also think what's good for the goose is good for the gander. You may not like the rules that the other team has set up, but sometimes you have to play by those rules. Let's go quickly to Craig in New Mexico here. Craig, you're on the Rob Carson Show. Hi. Hey, welcome. I'm glad you were able to to be there. I'm enjoying your show. Um, Thank you. Real quick, I mean, what's the most beneficial thing when you have the House, that is, we, conservatives, constitutionalists, patriotic, God-fearing Americans, when we have the House and they have the Senate, it's purse strings, right? So mm-hmm. look at the FBI building, right, after all of the yes. to the Constitution. Can we vote in block like the Democrats? No, we have dissenters nope. that go and they say, we're going to reward you for your really bad and unethical behavior, Right. So you ask, does the Republican Party have a messaging problem? I say, yes, it does. We have a hostile press. We know that. One of the things the Democrats do, and they're very good at it, is when they message, they do it almost verbatim. Every senator that you see out there in front of a camera says the Mm -hmm. exact same thing. You know, it's okay to fight about what we're going to do, but do it behind doors. But when we step out of that room and we're through fighting and the dust is cleared, we have to be in unison like they do. That's how we accomplish things, right? Now, Now, listen, I agree with you. Absolutely. And then we have to tie in just what Pelosi did. We have to tie in that money and the expenditure of those fiduciaries with something we want. And we have to call it, just like the Democrats. You know, the Democrats have a bill, saving the innocent children from being beaten to death bill. And it doesn't have anything to do with innocent children being beaten to death. But that's the label they put on it, right? We need to start labeling stuff, right? So the press can't so easily speak against what we're doing. 
without actually yes. getting into the meat of it, right? Yeah. And so, hundred. Go ahead quickly. I, okay, so just you know, let's stay on course. Let's all vote in block. No dissension. Have your dissension behind closed doors. When you come out of that room, we're in unison. Same language, same message, and tie in those bills with something they want desperately, but something exactly you need and what your constituents want. A hundred percent, Craig. Brilliant. Thank you so much for joining me. Totally agree. Quick break, and then I will get to Chris, and I'm going to get to John. You got some good points to make, so please don't go anywhere. If you want to jump in, 1-800-922-6680. Mary Walter, in for Rob on The Rob Carson Show. Welcome back to the Rob Carson Show. Mary Walter sitting in for Rob Carson. You can find me on Twitter at Mary Walter Radio. Let's quickly get to your calls. John and White Marsh. John, you are on the Rob Carson Show. Hi. Hi. I think Jim Jordan is just dragging you know the rest of the uh, the rest of them along with him. Uh, I certainly like this new uh, speaker. I think he's going to be a uh, a real powerhouse, and also, you know, Trump uh, Trump got us the Supreme Court, and that's all I'm hearing: the Supreme Court shooting these libs down left and right. So I think the ground game is excellent. They're going to try to steal the election, yeah, they're going to try to steal it, but we just need the Senate, and we need the. Uh, uh, you can't, you know, you can't. The Democrats are all Hail Marys. They throw these Hail Marys or they, they come out and throw stuff on the wall to see what sticks. That's like building your uh, your house on sand. Now, I'm really pleased with it, with the GOP. I'm real pleased with the old dinosaurs getting out. And, uh, and, and we're going to win in the Supreme Court. That's what we're going to win at the courthouse. So I have to give credit where credit is due. Mitch McConnell owes, is due a lot of credit for what he did with judges and getting judges appointed under Trump and getting judges appointed to the Supreme Court. Mitch McConnell does deserve credit there. I'm not a okay. Mitch McConnell fan, but even even a blind squirrel eventually finds a nut. So so I'm happy with that. Uh, but I will say that Mike Johnson, the new um, speaker, I mean, why why couldn't Kevin McCarthy put all that video out there. He said he was going to put the January 6th video out there. He never did it. Why Why did we have to get rid of McCarthy to get Mike Johnson to do it? Can I, can I answer that? Yeah. They're, they're bought and paid for. You don't understand. Oh, I do. They have not won by their rhetoric or their lip service, okay? they Because they're bought and paid for. Now, I don't think Jim Jordan's bought and paid for I don't think this new speaker's bought and paid for. I think there is a good, uh, it takes a while to build this. You can't build this overnight. We can lose another presidency. We can have another, I don't care. The Supreme Court is whooping butt. Yeah, well, yeah, we're, we're, that's the one thing we still have, and they're trying to change that as well, too. John, thank you so much. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And I am remiss, by the way. I forgot to mention, happy birthday, Mr. President. 82 years old today, and good for him. 82 years old. God bless. Here's to many more. I don't begrudge him. Uh, happy birthday. Uh, let's go to Christopher in Catonsville. Christopher, you're on the Rob Carson Show. Hello. Hello. I guess I better say long live the king of the day to the president. 
called because uh, uh, just to say that I don't think it's right that uh, people get elected to um, um, judgeships and stuff, and I don't even think they should elect uh, prosecutors and all. Can you imagine running for attorney general, you know what I mean, running for Supreme Court? And uh, well, I'm not here and now. You're sorry. That's the way things are. But uh, about the messaging thing, you're right. I see a message that nobody's actually saying. Sometimes it takes one man, you know. And uh, that's what we got. We got this one man here and the speaker, and poof, all of a sudden uh, the tapes get out, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. That's another thing that the public, they don't have little things that, you know, that uh, say, that, that penetrate with little words, you know what I mean? Well, but, but here's that's here's the, the problem. Those other guys do, they do it, and they do it just little jabs and stuff, and then, oh my gosh, it's terrible the way they... They wordsmith or whatever, you know what I mean? They, they, but, but, but we may not like it. But you have to give credit where credit is due. Well, Again, like saying. I gave I'm credit to Mitch McConnell. Democrats are brilliant. You know what? I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying okay. that's what they do, and that's what you know, and that's you know. Right. You have to try to work. I mean, if you're going to fight a little bit, at least you can come up with things that you know that jab like that too that are small right. and that aren't you know. Like I said, <laughs> sometimes it takes one man. You know, Liz Cheney. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that is very true. And we got to give, again, Mike Johnson uh, getting credit for Absolutely. doing what. Um... Well, he is the one man. And, uh, and you know, and mm-hmm. so now we got two. Right. Right. Well, thank you so much, Christopher. Sure. You have, have a, a wonderful. Have a great day and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I wish you the best. I want to get Barbara in Baltimore in here. Uh, Barbara, I've got about a minute and a half. You're on the Rob Carson show. Welcome. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I've heard you before. I love it when you stuff for Rob. Thank you. I just wanted to say this. I didn't watch Maria Bartiromo. I'm sorry I didn't. Um, Kevin McCarthy is full of crap, period. It took two years. Two years people have been in jail and locked up. Everything that you said about January 6th, those people locked up, he could care less, and he didn't do anything. And that's why I have a real problem with Mark Levin and Newt Gingrich and all the people who were calling uh, Matt Gates the person that had the guts to do what needed to get done. He and Marjorie Taylor Greene, they've got more cojones than that whole, the rest of them put together. And they got it done. And were called all kinds of names, and look at what happened. Now we have access to the J6 tapes. We've got people that have killed themselves, hung themselves yes. in yeah. jail, hung yep. themselves, died of cancer, un- not being treated. People that haven't even had a trial yet yep. held, and some with, what, 18, 20-year sentences for January mm-hmm. 6th. So I'm really, really upset with Kevin McCarthy about that. And uh, not only, yeah. and all that stuff he read off, what he's done, this, that, and the other thing, just like you said, did you know about it? No, because it didn't matter. That border mattered, and Mallorcas mattered. And I think yep. those eight people that would not go along with impeaching Mallorcas. If you can hear my voice, I'm telling you right now, you need to get out there and get a good candidate, a conservative candidate, and beat them. Dal Issa was the biggest disappointment to me. I am, oh my God. Yes, yes, Daryl Issa. I expected McClintock or whatever, McKinney or whatever his name is, but Dal yeah, and the other one, uh, Ken Buck just votes against Republicans all the time. He votes oh. with the Democrats all the time. I swear he's a Democrat. And Ken Buck. Yep, the other one. Uh, Barbara, we got to run. Thank you so much. And you know what? Spread the word. We got to do it word of mouth. We got to talk to our friends. We have to, you know, just to, I guess, just get the word out ourselves. There's nothing wrong with that. 
There's nothing wrong with spreading the word. If they're friends, they'll still love you anyway, right? You can have a good conversation with them. I'm Mary Walter. I've got so much more coming up. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Welcome back to the Rob Carson Show. I'm Mary Walter. In for Rob Carson, one hour. Caroline Levitt will be joining us. Talk about all the news that we can fit in her segment. Uh, I do want to get into uh, what's what's going on with uh, some some polls, but I'll take your calls first because that's the kind of girl I am. Uh, let's go to Lisa in Texas. By the way, one 6680 Lisa, you are on the Rob Carson Show. Welcome. Lisa, are you there? I am. There you are. Hello. Welcome to the show. Um, I just am very curious. For years, I have been thinking, no, they can't be saying Ken Buck. He's the one that wrote the book (laughs) about draining the swamp. An incredible book that exposes all the perks that you get when you come into Congress. Hmm. And it just is very confusing to me that he exposed all that and then became the swamp. You know, it's interesting. I I lived in Friendship Heights, Maryland, which and worked in DC for for 4 years. I mean, one of them one of the years was spent working from home because of COVID. And it is amazing. I, I think that Washington DC is just such a bubble. They talk about it and they talk about inside the beltway versus outside the beltway. Mm-hmm. And until you experience it, you don't understand it. It truly is an insular space. It is different. Everyone, everyone works for the government. So right. it's like living It's like living in a mining town where there are two mines. So okay. the, right, the pizzeria, the beauty parlor, the nail salon, everything depends on that mine, right? So, so people want it to exist regardless of the cost to the environment or anything along those lines. It's the same thing in D.C., everybody wants to keep the gravy train running. And I think it's super hard to not get sucked into the lobbyists and the special interests and all that other stuff because it's it's the way of life there. Everybody does it. So when everybody does it, it's almost normalized. So it's kind of not surprising, right? But he exposed it and he put his name on it. That I'm telling you yeah, all of the twisted stuff that goes on and apparently, I accept it now. I'm, yeah. I, I just don't understand how you can go in and, and write a book to expose what all's going on and then begin receiving it. It it just blew me away, and I, I would say everybody should buy the Ken Buck book, not for his benefit, but for to expose what happens... In, Maybe it just doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, it came out in 2017. Uh, how Drain the Swamp, How Washington Corruption is Worse Than You Think. And actually, I have to tell you, I interviewed him when this book came out. 
Wow. It's all the pu- all the puzzle pieces are falling into place. Yes. I interviewed him about this book. Uh, he's wow. been, listen, he's been in office for 10 years. So, yeah. you know. He, so. he had just come into office. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Lisa, thank you. That's I'm so glad you pointed that out. Thank you so much. You really jogged memory for me. It's sounding familiar. And I saw the cover of the book. I'm like, oh, yes, I interviewed this man about this. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I just think it's super easy to get sucked in when it's the normal. You know, when you're surrounded by liberals, I see how you can get sucked into that mindset because they feel whatever they feel is right. You know, I get it. Uh, Alex in Baltimore, you're on the Rob Carson Show. Alex, welcome. Yes, thank you for taking the call. I I was a little shocked at the lack of media coverage when Joe Biden is found uh, not guilty of violating the security files by only an eight-month investigation by an independent counsel. And it was all, there's nothing there there. And I, I, I think that the liberal media tried to downplay it because it's identical to Trump. And I think that they're worried that you know, what's good for Biden is good for Trump. And Biden even took records when he was a senator. So the point I'm getting at is that it's painfully obvious to everyone that there's a double standard. And so therefore, they're not going to make a big deal out of Biden getting off. They're just going to, And also, it's before any of the election starts. So none of that's going to be a cloud hanging over him, yet it's going to be a big cloud over Trump. So here's the deal. They have not officially come out and say that he's not going to be charged. It's, it just came out that no charges are expected. Well, he's, no, there's charges that are going to be expected against some, some other people that were involved. And he said severe penalties for them, which means Biden's throwing them under the bus. Exactly. Exactly. But, and, but my point is, is we don't know that that's official as of yet. So I think when it becomes official, uh, according to, let's see, according to this, he's not expected no charges to Biden or any of his associates in connection with the handling. So I don't know if anybody's going to get thrown under the bus, but we don't know that for sure. And that's probably why you haven't seen a ton of coverage on it. It's not official yet. So let's wait until they come out with the official announcement and we know exactly what the reasoning is. I'm sure it's going to be something made up like Comey with Hillary. Well, you know, she didn't mean to. It was her intent. She had no idea there was a server in the basement or bathroom or wherever the heck it was. She didn't know that she shouldn't have the Blackberry smash. She didn't mean to obstruct. She didn't know that the that it was a secure document because she didn't take the class. So let's see what excuses he makes up. Let's see where this goes. But right now, I think that's why there hasn't been a lot of play because it just came out what a week yeah. ago and it's just expected so let's see let's see what really happens uh alex thank you so much have a wonderful week and have a wonderful thanksgiving as well okay let's talk about polls shall we so on meet the press Kristen welker was with uh she's the the moderator and national political correspondent steve kornacki their network did a poll and they found out something, some very, very interesting things in there, Paul. And uh, they were very um, taken aback by what they found in their poll because uh, it, it's the, well, I'll let you tell them. Let, let me, they're here, in this first cut, this is cut three, they're talking about um, the poll and whether the Middle East, because they're trying to find a reason as to why Joe Biden's poll numbers could possibly be so bad. So, of course, they're like, well, you know, it could have something to do with the Middle East, right? Here's Christian Welker and Steve Kornacki. 
We're having a technical difficulty here. Right. What's happening in the Middle East, it really does seem to be connecting with what's happening domestically in our politics. Let's start with the bottom line here. President Biden, what is his job approval rating? We measure it now at 40 percent with 57 percent disapproving the significance. That is the lowest President Biden has ever measured in our poll in terms of job approval. And just look at the sea change from the start of this year. Remember, early this year, Democrats coming off a strong 2022 midterm. He was almost even. Now he's 17 points underwater on this question. Significant dip there, Steve. It, it is. And you can actually, if you take a look here by party, I think it's significant for two reasons. One, independence, obviously, more than two to one disapproved. You don't want to be there as an incumbent president. But I think equally significant, no surprise, 7% of Republicans approve of Joe Biden's job performance. But three times as many Democrats, 21 percent, that's more than one in five, say they disapprove. You need much more unified support in your own party if you're going to have a successful reelection campaign. And we mentioned the drop in that approval rating and the connection to the Middle East. And here it is on foreign policy. 33 percent approve of Joe Biden's job performance just in September. We asked the same question and it was 4153. So. This is the first time that Joe Biden has been facing a near historic deficit. This is the first time. This is an NBC poll. This is their own poll. Now, they talk about the Middle East, like, well, maybe because of handling in the Middle East. And sure enough, his job approval, handling the Middle East, 57% disapprove. That's huge for Joe Biden. Now, we know Joe Biden has been famously on the wrong side of of, of everything, every foreign policy uh, event in his entire time in Congress, which is pretty much his, his entire life uh, of working, except when he was, what, driving a truck and all those other things that he said he did, like was an engineer on an Amtrak choo-choo. Uh, but 57% disapproving. The, it's the lowest Joe Biden has ever measured in uh, terms of job approval. Now, he, and he points out they're coming off of a strong midterm. But he was uh, when he, when he they came off of that in 2020, he was almost even. But now he's lost 70 point, 17 points underwater. Seven percent of Republicans, which you expect. Twenty one percent of Democrats say they disapprove of his job performance. That's a big deal. And when you talk about the Middle East, only 33% approve of Joe Biden's job performance. And it has to do with Israel because in September, uh, 41% approved of his of his job performance. Joe Biden's in a pickle because Joe Biden uh, keeps trying to um, pacify the far left of his party, which is just flat out at this point Nazis because they are they're siding with the Hamas side they're they're siding with the anti-semites right they're siding with uh, Palestine but really that's Hamas they're really siding with Hamas you don't want you don't have to call it Hamas but that's who you're siding with so he's got a problem because he keeps trying to pacify them and they're pulling his numbers down and he's losing the younger vote. So um, here's here's the more of this interview between Christian Walker and Steve Kornacki Overall, here talking. This is the- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. We're all up with Biden's foreign policy approval. But look at this. Among the oldest group of voters, 65 mm. plus, there's a majority who approve of how Biden is handling this. That's plus 12 Look at the youngest group of voters. 20 approve, 70% disapprove. He is 
50 points underwater with the youngest group of voters. That is a 62-point net swing between youngest and oldest on this topic of Israel Hamas. So this is a problem because as he kowtows to the left because he wants to be cool, right? He's the cool president. You know, Gen Z is voting for Donald, voting for for Joe Biden. Gen Z is voting for you know he's and he's got all these paid twenty somethings who are on Twitter all the time. You know who they are, and they're not all twenty somethings like Brooklyn Dad's older. He's and these people are paid by the DNC to go out there and they say and you know when the talking points go out because they all tweet the exact same thing word for word. So you know I'm I'm young and I'm hip and I'm voting for. Joe Joe Biden uh, and and the indoctrination these kids have gotten in school also plays well because 70 percent disapprove of the way he's handling the um, Israeli Hamas war because they, too, because they're useful idiots and it's not their fault. They have purposely been made ignorant. And so they don't understand history. They don't know what's going on in the world. They're just giving, you know, from the river to the sea. And if you ask them, and I've seen interviews where someone goes, which river and which sea are you talking about? And they have no clue. They don't know. They were just handed a sign and told to hold it up and chant. So they do. So they're useful idiots. But they vote. And he's he's 70% disapprove of how Joe's handling this because he ain't on their side. He's not on the Hamas side in this one for the most part. At least he's not perceived to be that way by them. Joe's walking that line because he knows he has to. Uh, I've got a little bit more of this coming up. All right. 1-800-922-6680. And I have a ton more polls that we can talk about and get your get your opinion on. Or maybe you don't think polls are good at this point in the game. 351 days out. Maybe they're not so relevant. We'll find out on The Rob Carson Show. Mary Walter in for Rob Carson. And folks, it's happening. Newsmax Plus is here. Millions watch Newsmax for the best on cable news. Now, Newsmax is expanding with Newsmax Plus. It includes all of Newsmax's shows, Greta Van Susteren, Rob Schmidt, Greg Kelly, Eric Bowling, Rob Carson, and a lot more. They're all on Newsmax Plus, and you get incredible analysis from Mike Huckabee, Dick Morris, Alan Dershowitz, Carrie Lake, and many others. No one covers President Trump like Newsmax. No one in the press asks the tough questions about Joe Biden like Newsmax. Newsmax Plus is fighting for you. So take a free test drive with Newsmax Plus. Just go to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. Sign up for a free trial. Takes just minutes. Go to NewsmaxPlus.com and get the special code. And you can watch Newsmax Plus on our on their free app on your smartphone or on your home TV set. Millions are making the switch to Newsmax. You should too. Do it today. I'm Mary Walter in for Rob Carson. And we're talking about these uh, polls, 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 polls. And the biggest one, real, uh, there's been a couple shockers. And one being this NBC News poll that came out yesterday. And here you have Kristen Welker on Meet the Press with Steve Kornacki going over this. And um, Biden's job approval is the lowest ever measured in the NBC poll. Now, um, his job approval's low, but here's something else 
Let's go to cut five here. This is another first in their poll. So if we are heading towards Trump, Biden, a rematch in 2024, how does that look in our polling right now? Here it is. Wow. Donald Trump, we have at 46%. Biden, 44 First time Trump beats Biden in a head-to-head rematch in the NBC News poll. So here's the thing. 351 days out, a lot can happen, right? But I have to tell you, I really thought that the lawfare from the left was going to really, really um, hurt Donald Trump. And I don't think it is, at least not yet. Cardi B came out yesterday with a somewhat incoherent video, but the way she speaks is somewhat incoherent. And she was a big Bernie Sanders supporter. She came out yesterday and she's like, I'm done. I am done, people. And you should be done too. What is going on? And she's talking about the price of things. And I was like, whoa, Cardi B wakes up. Look at that. Look at that. So it's happening to a certain degree where people are, you know, they call it being red-pilled, where people have that. It's so funny because now we're calling it being woke. Oh, Cardi B is woke. Cardi B woke up. Look at this, which I I think does resonate with people who take their cues from like Taylor Swift and, and others. Taylor Swift, and not that bright. But then again, I don't think Cardi B was that bright. So, you know, again, weird things happen. Uh, so So you see Cardi B saying, you know, wake up, people. Look what's happening. Look at the price of things. She's talking, and she said it in, a, like I said, a much more incoherent way. But um, I got the, it took five minutes, but I finally got the point. So you've got Trump beating Biden in a rematch head to head for the first time. There's one more, I think, very, very important first in this NBC poll. And I will share it with you coming up next on The Rob Carson Show. I'm Mary Walter in for Rob Carson. Follow me on Twitter at Mary Walter Radio. I do have a podcast on Tuesdays, 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time, live on YouTube and Getter. Just look for Mary Walter Radio. Uh, our guest tomorrow night is Christopher Chris Tremoli from the Washington Examiner will be joining us. Uh, and you can get the audio on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Again, look for Mary Walter Radio. I want to play one more piece for, of audio for you from this NBC poll. And I'm curious if it's too early for polls for you, because for me it kind of is, but it does show a trend because there's a lot more, and I'll tell you about them coming up. Uh, this is cut six. This is another first in the NBC poll. Some of the other ingredients that go into that, Biden has long had an advantage over Trump on likability. Look at the start of this year, 39% said they had a positive view of Biden, barely 30 of Trump. We've seen consistently a gap like this. Now the gap is gone. Mm. 36 positive on both, and actually Biden, one point more negative than Trump. That's been a significant advantage for Biden. Our poll says that advantage, at least for now, may be gone. And we talked about younger voters on foreign policy, and it's true on a host of other topics. Disaffected with Joe Biden, we have 46% for Trump, 42% for Biden among the youngest voters. The youngest voters in the 2020 election were Biden plus 26. This could be a massive sea change. Likeability, Trump beating Biden. Wow, that's big. We are going to talk about this coming right up on The Rob Carson Show. 
You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And welcome back to The Rob Carson Show. Half an hour from now, Caroline Levitt will be joining us. She's Newsmax contributor, former press secretary under the Trump administration. So she'll be joining us. We'll talk about a lot of news to, to go through with her. And Joe Biden is facing near historic deficit for an incumbent. And you heard us talk about the um, the, C, the NBC poll that we were just talking about. CBS News, uh, YouGov poll, uh, CNN, uh, SSRS poll, Fox News, Marquette University, Quinnipiac University. Um, CNN did kind of a deep dive into these polls. And they found that all five of them give Trump an advantage of two to four points over Biden among registered or likely voters. On their own, none of the data points mean too much. Trump's lead in all of them is within the margin of error. Average together, though, they paint a picture, they say, of an incumbent with a problem. So here's as we go through this, I want to know, do you think they're going to replace Joe Biden? Do you think the Democrats are going to dump him? And if they do, how do they dump Kamala? Do they dump, do they throw the woman of color under the bus? Like, do they find it? Like, listen, they'll throw a woman under the bus and a, for a man in a dress and a heartbeat, right? But a black woman? Mm, 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 mm. I think they got a problem with that. But Democrats, let's face it, will be hypocrites in no time. They don't care. If it means the difference between winning and losing, they're smart. They want power and they'll do anything to get it. They're much smarter than the Republicans when it comes to that. So do I think that they'll dump both of them? Oh, yeah, I do. Who do you think they put in? Because I got to tell you, if they can get rid of Joe and they put in even a Gavin Newsom, because, you know, God, look at California. It's a dump. But Gavin Newsom is handsome. And there are people who vote like we're voting for your eighth grade class president. He's, he's handsome. He's the popular boy. So I'm going to vote for him because he's popular and he's dreamy. Maybe if I vote for him, he'll pay attention to me. This is what we've we become a country where people vote based on what they feel. They vote for based on personality and not policy. Policy is hard. You know, it's very simple. If Republicans would just every single day get behind them, every time there's a microphone in their face, say, voters need to ask themselves, was your life better under President Trump or is it better under Joe Biden? That's simple. Was it better under Trump or is it better under President Biden? Ask yourself that question. It's simple. And if Republicans would just get out and do that every single time, I think it would it would really resonate eventually because uh, but there's but unfortunately, there's a lot of people who voted for Barack Obama because he's dreamy or men who voted for, you know, people voted for him because he was black. Right. They want to be they wanted to vote for the first black president. And then there are those who voted for him because um, I want to have a beer with him. Like, Well, that's what really dumb reason to vote for president because you want to have a beer with him because you're never having a beer with him. He's, just, he's the kind of guy I could have a beer with. Great. You're never going to do that. I, I, I don't I, I, I don't want that. I want to be with a guy who I think is like really, really smart, smarter than I. And that's not Joe Biden. Just not. Uh, over the past 80 years, incumbents have on average led their eventual challengers by a little bit more than 10 points about a year out from the election. That includes almost every incumbent that they've been polling since Franklin Roosevelt in 1943. The lone incumbent to be behind in the polls at this point, 
was Trump, who faced Biden by about 10 points in November of 2019. There have been 17 cycles of these surveys in which Trump scored such cycles and surveys, excuse me, 17 surveys in this cycle in which Trump scored a higher vote share than Biden. And according to 538, you have, if you look at 538, they have all the polls. They, and they have a lot of polls here. And it's very simple. If you just look down the right side, it tells you who's up and who's down. Trump up now, except for Haley. I don't know who Beacon Research is, but they show, oh, this is Haley against Biden. Okay. So uh, Trump against Biden, Trump, 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 Trump against Manchin, Trump comes out, Trump against Harris, Trump comes out. Haley against Biden. Haley is by 11. She's got the biggest lead, more than Trump would have over Biden. No, no, no I'm, still, I'm still out on her. Uh, another poll shows a Haley down, uh, Biden up beating Haley. But for the most part, everybody beats Biden. Haley, especially DeSantis, Trump, everybody beats him. So what do you think about all these polls? And are they going to dump are they going to dump Biden at the last minute? I think they do. Uh, 1-800-922-6680. I think the Democrats will throw all the rules out the window. They're trying to rig the primaries in order for Biden to to win, you know, the first primary. But New Hampshire's like, no, New Hampshire's not having any of it. And they're having a primary. Uh, Terry and Owings Mills. Terry, you're on the Rob Carson show. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you. Good. Hey, um, I want to know, um, what was Donald Trump's numbers at this point when he was running against Joe Biden? Because, uh, you know, I, I don't think Donald Trump is going to win. I mean... I mean, he wasn't supposed to win, uh, you know, uh, uh, Joe Biden wasn't supposed to win in 2020 either. But, I, but, but, in it, but in 2020, he, he, he killed Donald Trump. And with, with all of Donald Trump's good numbers and all of Donald Trump's uh, 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 numbers about African-Americans had good jobs, Hispanic-Americans had good jobs, they're going to build a wall. And, and, and Donald Trump didn't build no wall because Chris Christie said he didn't build a wall. And also, I just want to know, and also, why, why didn't he win? Why didn't Donald Trump win in 2020? Well, there's a lot of questions about that, aren't there? Uh, at this point in November of 2019, the same time that they do these to see where the where the incumbents are, the only incumbent behind in the polls at this point was indeed Donald Trump, who trailed Joe Biden by 10 points. Okay, so he trailed Joe Biden by 10 points. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, now in 2020, he was, he was the incumbent president, right? In in, well, in 2020, uh, Donald Trump was. This was November yeah, 19, so in the same time, about this time last year. Yeah, right. In or last election. Donald Trump was the incumbent president. Okay, why didn't he win? Honestly, why, why do you think? Honestly, I think win? a lot of it had to do with COVID. Uh, I think a lot of it had to do with COVID, uh, you know, and the craziness and the insanity around that and the lockdowns, okay. et cetera. I think a lot of it had to do with COVID. A lot of people, you know, jobs tanked. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We, okay. But can I say one more thing? No, you said, you said because of the economy. But 634 people died. You don't bring that up. Well, hold on. You know why? Well, hold on. The numbers regarding people who died in the U.S. from COVID are not pure numbers. They're not clean numbers because the U.S. may be the only country, if not, it's one of like just a couple that cut that that um, put together deaths from COVID and deaths with COVID. 
So they push them together, Terry. And so, so we have all these, all these people die from COVID. We had, uh, we had uh, five Democrat governors who put people who were COVID positive in nursing homes. Mary. And that killed a lot of people. Uh, and they got away with that. That was scot-free. Nobody, nobody blamed them. Andrew Cuomo, Phil Murphy, Gretchen Whitmer, uh, Wolf in Pennsylvania, and one more. I, uh, I want to say maybe out in California. It was Gavin Newsom out in California who put COVID-positive patients in. They put COVID patients in nursing homes. Killed a lot of old people. So, you know, when you look at the number of deaths, you really can't say the number of people who died from COVID and know that it's a pure number. Because if you had cancer and you died and you tested positive for COVID at death, they co- they counted you as a COVID death. When COVID didn't kill you, the cancer did. So I, I can't look at that and say the COVID deaths. And maybe and I think at the time, maybe it had something to do with it because of the disinformation and the misinformation and the insanity and the chaos that surrounded COVID. That could have had something to do with it. So uh, I, I will give you that. We got to run. Thank you so much, Terry. Good conversation. I do appreciate it. And have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope it's a wonderful day for you. 1-800-922-6680. You can also reach out to me on X at Mary Walter Radio. I'm still trying to get used to saying X. It's Twitter to me. Sorry. I'm trying. Uh, let's see. I don't know who this is. Spoo, Spoo, I don't know who this is. If he wins by 24, if he wins the 24 election by 12 points, I don't care. A little frothing can be cathartic. Just saying. <laughs> uh, Scott says, did they poll dead people? Significant votes there. All right. There you go. Uh, 1-800-922-6680. More coming up on The Rob Carson Show. Farmageddon could close pharmacies. 900 pharmacists working for CVS and Walgreens may go on strike. They're looking for better conditions. You got this? Also, uh, mass closing of pharmacies around the country because of shoplifting, among other things. Could they uh, cause the fentanyl crisis to get worse as people go to unreliable places? Well, a a reliable place to get your Emergency medical supplies is the wellness company. The wellness company was created by Dr. Peter McAuliffe, who was censored by the CDC and the HHS on COVID when he was right. He knows the importance of medicines like ivermectin and ZPAC. He knows that you're going to need them if we have an emergency. He knows the importance of amoxicillin. You need that as a parent for strep throat or a number of things that could happen. And what happens if your pharmacy is closed and the country is going bananas? in the next couple of years. Here's what you do. You call the wellness company, or actually you go to their website, and you fill out a medical questionnaire to determine what you need in times of emergency. Go to twc.health slash Carson, 10% off. twc.health slash Carson today. Order that, save 10%. You're going to need this. I have this. The wellness company. twc.health slash Carson. Carson. Use promo code Carson to save 10%. Um, Welcome back to the Rob Carson Show. I am Mary Walter here with you. 1-800-922-6680. If you would like to jump in, we'd love to have you coming up. 
will be Caroline Levitt from Newsmax joining us, former assistant press secretary under President Trump. We have a lot of ground to cover with her. Uh, Let's go first to Mike in Nottingham. Mike, you're on the Rob Carson Show. Hi, happy Monday. Hi, Mary. I wanted to tell you about uh, the Harvard-Harris poll dated November 15th, November 16th. Okay. Uh, it, it has, uh, in a head-to-head battle, uh, Trump against Biden, it has Trump up uh, six points at 53%. Uh, percent. Uh, with okay. Kennedy in the mix, it has Trump up uh, eight points. Uh, both Biden and uh, uh, Trump lose points, Biden more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Trump at 44 percent. And with uh, Kennedy, Stein and West in the mix, uh, Trump is up nine points uh, at 43 uh, percent of the vote. What do you think? Interesting. Um, they don't have that poll here on 538. Uh, so, so you're saying that Kennedy pulls more from Joe Biden than he does from Trump? Yeah, he pulls two more uh, with Kennedy and he pulls he pulls nine percent from Trump and eleven percent from uh, Biden. Uh, with uh, West and Stein in, uh, he pulls one more point uh, from uh, Biden too. Okay, let me see what I've got here. I've got some. Uh, yeah, okay, real, real clear politics. I think. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll look at that because I'm looking at this huge chart from 5:38, and they did that uh, with Reuters, Ipsos Reuters poll with Kennedy. It's Trump's up by two over Biden, but Kennedy gets 20 percent of the vote. So I think that's a real wild card, and I'm glad you brought that up. But let me ask you quickly: Do you think that the Democrats are going to dump Joe Biden? I think they're going to dump him, and I think Newsom's going to come in, and uh, in one of the polls. Trump is up over head to head over Newsom by 49 to 45 by four points. Do they keep Harris as the VP? Uh, oh, you uh-huh. got a good point. I don't know if Harris is going to give up that uh, presidential slot. I don't know. Right. Exactly. Do you? I, I can see. I can see Harris going full scorched earth policy and saying, "Oh, you're gonna you're gonna get rid of the, the the black woman. You you threw a black woman out for a white man." I think the Democrats have a bit of a pickle with that, unless they pay her off handsomely in some way. You know, maybe she can get a a house uh, on Lake Champlain next to Bernie Sanders. You know, uh, yeah. they're gonna have to pay her off in some way handsomely to get her to shut up because she doesn't seem like the kind of person who's just gonna sit down and shut up and take it. So very interesting. I'm going to look those up. Thank you so much. I forgot about uh, especially Kennedy jumping in here uh, and the, de- the Democrats doing their darndest to, to silence him and keep him out of the spotlight. And I have to say they're doing a pretty good job, Mike. Thank you. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Have a great week. Yeah. Did you notice this? It's so uh, it drives me crazy when people just don't see, you know, I, I just think, listen, I watch. Um, News Nation, I watch Newsmax, I watch Fox, I watch MSNBC, I watch CNN. I do, all of them. And I just go in the order in which they're on my my TV. <laughs> it just I start with one and I go, I, I go through the order, right? Just to see how everybody's covering the news and what news stories, which news stories they're covering. Because it, it'll give you an idea of where they sit politically, which it shouldn't. 
It shouldn't. We don't have news anymore. We have opinion, right? We have agenda now on all sides. And some are more fair than others. Absolutely. And if you do that, if you if you watch them all, you give them all a, a, a shot, you'll, you'll be able to learn to discern that. But too many people don't want to do that. They like hearing their own ideas echoed back to them. But let me bring it home. <laughs> you, if you do that, you can see how the left controls the media because they give no coverage to RFK Jr. None, zero, zilch, nada, nothing. So it just goes to show how they really do control the media. And when, when, when they're not covering something, that's how you know. So, uh, but, but the number of people who just don't pay attention to it is just insane to me. For instance, did you hear this story? Did you hear the story about a guy named Jimmy Gardner? Have you heard of Jimmy Gardner? So Jimmy Gardner is related to Stacy Adams. Jimmy Gardner married Stacy Adams' sister. He is 57 years old and Stacy Adams' sister is a Leslie Abrams Gardner. Uh, they got married in 2018. He, uh, Leslie Abrams Gardner and Jimmy Gardner. Uh, she has been a federal judge for the United States District Court for the Middle District of Georgia since 2014. So she was this judge when he married her. Well, a 57-year-old Jimmy Gardner has just been arrested uh, on charges of human trafficking in Tampa, Florida. Now, if you, you probably don't know that unless you search for it. And I will say even on, you know, like the more conservative leaning stations, I didn't really see this story. Now, if this were, you know, I don't know, Gavin Newsom, not Gavin Newsom, excuse me, um, like um, Governor Abbott's brother-in-law, this would be all over the news, right? And this is where some of the more conservative media, I think, drops the ball. Tampa police told reporters with the local news outlet WFLA that they arrested Gardner on Friday for allegedly attempting to engage a 16-year-old girl in commercial sex acts at the Renaissance Hotel at International Plaza at about 2 a.m. Now, my question is, what is a 16-year-old doing out at 2 a.m.? I mean, there's a whole lot of questions there, but that's one of them. A statement from the police said the victim initially agreed, but later told Gardner that she no longer wanted to engage and he became angry. Uh, according to the police report, Gardner advised the victim that she needed to leave his hotel room. The two got involved in a verbal altercation that escalated to a physical dispute after Gardner placed his hands around the victim's neck, impeding her breathing. After the dispute, he left the hotel room and the victim called 911. Gardner did turn himself in directly to authorities at the precinct. Now, he was previously convicted in 1987 of sexual assault against two women in West Virginia. He served 27 years, but he was exonerated in 2016. Huh. So I want to know more about that, right? I want to know more about that. Because I don't know, why would a judge marry somebody who spent 27 years in prison for sexually assaulting two women? But he was exonerated. So that does change it, right? And like I said, she, she has not made a public statement on the situation, nor has Stacey Abrams. And listen, everyone is presumed innocent until proven guilty. We're not them. We're not that side. So we don't make you prove your innocence. So you got to give him that. 
But wow. But not front page news. That's a little, little surprising. All right, coming up next, Caroline Levitz, Newsmax contributor, former assistant to uh, press secretary under the Trump administration, coming up to give us the lowdown on the hot news stories right here on The Rob Carson Show. And welcome back to The Rob Carson Show. I am Mary Walter sitting in for Rob. I'll be with you tomorrow, Wednesday, and Friday here on Newsmax Radio. So I'm very excited about that. Now joining us on the Newsmax Hotline, it is Caroline Levitt. She's a spokeswoman for Make America Great Again, Inc., Newsmax contributor and former assistant press secretary under uh, the Trump administration. You can follow her on Twitter at K-L-E-A-V-I-T-T. NH. Uh, Caroline, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, and it's wonderful to speak with you. Congrats on filling in for Rob Carson. Oh, thank you. I, he's, he's a great guy, and it's big shoes to fill, but I'm doing my best, and you're going to help me do that. <laughs> okay, so so we were talking about the the polls, right, and and uh, Joe Biden really slipping behind Trump, and it's the, uh, Trump is the only other president to be behind at this point, and an incumbent president to be behind when he did, when in 2019, he was 10 points down uh, behind Biden. So now they're showing Biden behind, not as far. What's interesting is there's a news story that just came out uh, so you so you may not have heard it uh, so I'm not trying to blindside you here but um, they have vice president Harris reacting to a number of polls showing that Trump was ahead and uh, she said to CNN in a phone interview we're going to have to earn our reelect there's no doubt about it that's the first time that you hear the administration's not not saying something like oh you know you're looking at the wrong polls all the other polls show that I'm ahead they're not denying it now what's changing Yeah, I think you're right about that, Mary. I'm surprised to hear that. I had not seen that story. Uh, This is the first time, from my understanding, that the Biden team, the Biden White House, and more specifically our vice president, is acknowledging that uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are a very weak ticket. As a matter of fact, they are the weakest ticket uh, in American history. And rather than admit that, rather than admit that their policies are not working, the White House, up until this point, has really doubled down. You've heard Joe Biden consistently defend Bidenomics. In fact, they right. stupidly named it that, uh, trying to take credit for wherever the, whatever they've done to the economy, which has hurt it. Uh, the American people feel that every single day when they go to the gas pump or they go to the grocery store. It's robbing them of their hard-earned paychecks. Uh, however, they may not have been admitting out loud that their policies are hurting the American public. But they do know it, not uh, because if you look at the money, if you want to know what's really going on in D.C., follow the money, talk. And Joe Biden and his allies have spent more than $50 million already defending his incumbent presidency. That is more money spent by any incumbent president in a, in a re-election campaign than any president in United States history. So I think the money speaks for itself. The Democrat Party is panicking. The Washington establishment is panicking because they realize Joe Biden's approval number is literally the worst in a history. He is weak. He is feeble on the world stage. And, of course, 
His abysmal policies are on full display for all to see, uh, not just with Bidenomics, but also with our wide open border that is impacting every single American community. And, of course, the bloodshed that we see around this world with the new wars that were solely created because of Joe Biden's weakness and incompetence. Yeah. And and that is one of the things that got him in the CNN poll was his performance and the way he handles Israel. And what's interesting is that the older voters thought that um, they agreed with the way he's handling, uh, you know, his policy towards Israel and Hamas on the, in, in this war. Right. But the younger voters, you know, who who put, you know, vote for today, they love the younger voters, something like 70 percent of them d- disapprove of the way he's handling because they're all for Hamas because they have been kept. They've been manipulated to be ignorant on the issue. I don't blame them. They've they've been manipulated. And and so they're they're against him. So it's like he can't win because he spends all his time trying to appease that voting block to get to keep that vote. But by doing so, he's alienating other voters. And so now he can't win with anybody. Right. That's exactly right. I mean, if Joe Biden ever had a base in the first place, whatever that base was, which are really just historically Democrat leaning voters, you know, uh, Hispanic Americans, African Americans, maybe uh, blue collar workers who have long voted for the Democrat Party, but they've never really been fans of Joe Biden. Well, Joe Biden has gotten so bad that those people are embarrassed to openly support him, one. But secondly, they are considering changing their mind. If you look at some of the polling amongst those demographics, I mean, it's earth-shattering for Biden and the Democrat Party. Hispanic Americans are are now supporting Donald Trump in some polls by more than 40%. Wow, that's huge. That is enough to defeat Joe Biden. Just that, not, not even thinking about the young people who are especially upset with what is going on, you know, around the world. And so Joe Biden is losing the people that uh, even supported him, even uh, maybe not so enthusiastically, but they did vote for him. He's losing them. He is eight points weaker heading into this election than where he was in 2020. So if the election were held today, I firmly believe it would be a landslide for President Trump if it's a free and fair election, I may add. Uh, But it's just because people realize that their lives were a heck of a lot better under the Trump era because of Trump's policies. Their their wallets were, were uh, more prosperous. Their communities were safer. Our border was secure. There were not wars uh, on their television every single night. They weren't watching this needless and unnecessary bloodshed take place around the world. And so there's a tangible contrast between life then and life now. And that's a, that is a very powerful message uh, when people are self-interested and want to vote for the right. safety and security of their families, and rightfully so. Well, when you lose Cardi B, you know, <laughs> you might want to reevaluate things. Exactly. Because <laughs> Cardi B's out there saying, I'm from the Bronx, I don't want to see my stuff uh affected what's going to happen to my nieces what's going to happen to my nephews because she's talking about uh eric adams the mayor of new york announcing these budget cuts to the police to you know so so their safety to the schools and to libraries you know and she's got nieces etc in the public school system she goes what's going to happen to my cousins my aunts my friends that's living in the hood So I think, you know, it's not just the Hispanic vote. The Hispanic vote really does align more with uh, with Republican values. You know, they're much more family oriented. They tend to be more religious. Uh, They tend to be more conservative. Uh, So so they do tend to align more with Republicans. But yet they were always told, oh, well, you're a person of color. You're supposed to vote Democrat. So I think they're starting to wake up. Are we seeing the same thing in the black community? 
Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the Cardi B video. I watched that this morning and I thought it was quite interesting. I guess better late than never for people to wake up. But you hear Cardi B, she doesn't even probably realize it, but she is pushing the America first message. She is saying, why is the city of New York and the state of New York cutting millions of dollars from my nieces and nephews' schools? Why are they uh, slashing money from our sanitation budget when yeah. our city is already disgusting and a mess and there's rats and there's sewage all over the place? Uh, and, and then why is Joe Biden shuffling billions of dollars overseas for these wars? I mean, that is the America First message right there. And it shouldn't be a it's not a it's not a bad message. The media and the Democrats have made it out to be this horrible thing. But it's not. Take care of your own and then you can take care of the rest of the world if you wish. But America is in a crisis state here at home and Joe Biden has neglected that. So now you do see people like Cardi B, who have a big platform and a big voice, being unafraid to say this mess that Biden has got us into is so bad that I'm going to speak out against it. And so you do see, uh, again, earth-shattering numbers amongst the African-American community, nearly 20%, more than 20%, a quarter of that community is now going to vote for President Trump. Again, uh, Republicans typically only get African-American voters in the single digits, right? And so this is a president, or this is a candidate in President Trump right now who is pulling those numbers in a huge way by a huge margin that will be uh, lethal to Joe Biden's campaign next November. So I want to just switch gears here. We don't have a lot. We only have about four minutes here, but I just want to switch gears quickly and talk about what happened in Argentina with the presidential runoff election results. And you have this guy, Javier Malay, who is a libertarian. He's an outsider. Um, I, I believe he had a hat that said, Make Argentina Great Again. Uh, and that's 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 gone around. And I notice he has the same hair as Boris Johnson and Donald Trump. So it's got that the crazy hair thing's got to be got to be a thing. But um, he came out of nowhere. He's an outsider. And let me tell you, he says things, if Democrats clutch their pearls because Trump said the word vermin, uh, they would lose their minds over what this guy says. What does that show? You You have him be getting this, winning this election in Argentina. You have hundreds of thousands marching in Spain against the socialist government there. Mm-hmm. Has is, is the pendulum starting to swing back the other way? And will it swing here, too? I really think it is. It's so exciting to see what's going on in Argentina. You have a populist, nationalist, unafraid, unapologetic outsider candidate who speaks the people's language, You said literally and figuratively, right? He says what's on the minds of folks. He speaks for the little man, the little woman, the forgotten family in Argentina in the same way that, that Donald Trump has had that effect on the American public since he came down that escalator uh, nearly eight years ago. He says what people are thinking, and he's unafraid to do it. And you saw this populist movement win in Argentina last night. I'd like to add and point out that Argentina has uh, paper ballots, same-day election voting only. Okay, so uh, it's safe to say that this gentleman uh, was the was the favorite of the people, and they were able to count their ballots within hours of the election. Um, and Argentina is a pretty big country. However, it's very, I think it's a, ta- a, a sign of things to come. If you think back in 2016 with the Brexit vote, right, and we saw this populist surge uh, over in the United Kingdom and in Europe, now we see it in Argentina. I do think it's a sign of things to come. We have populist leaders in Italy. Uh, now we have a populist leader in Argentina. It really is marvelous 
uh, and, I, and I pray that we will have similar results in a year from now, and the American people will be celebrating in the streets just like the Argentinian people were doing so last night for their new leader. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting thing to to see happening uh, around the world. And to your point, and I, I tweeted this out, I'm like, wait, so Argentina counted their votes in one day and they knew that night who the president was going to be? I'm old enough to remember when that used to happen here. But the new normal is, is we have to wait for truckloads of ballots to arrive at all hours of the night, you know, because we extend our voting out uh, forever. And I don't think we can put that genie back in the bottle. Democrats are very, very smart in how they did that. They were very wise in how they manipulated COVID to push through changes, not you know totally disregarding the rules of their states and how changes were supposed to be made. And now they've become enshrined. Can you put the genie back in the bottle? Oh, man, I, I sure hope uh, we can. I mean, it's a good question. You know, I do think, again, the American public has woken up to what COVID did. Uh, to our constitutional liberties, to our business community, to our schools. And, you know, they always say that the difference between a, quote, conspiracy theory labeled by the media and the truth is six months to a year. And now we've had a few years. And just about <laughs> everything that Donald Trump said when he was president uh, has turned out to be true, even though the media lambasted him for it. So people are waking up to the truth. We have to continue to move uh, power forward with the truth to ensure that our truth teller, President Trump, can be reelected next year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. 351 days away. We've got a long way to go and a lot can change between now and then. And I, I had feared that uh, as the, as the, all of these uh, cases against him, all of these indictments, they're going to get him on something. Obviously, they got him in New York on this ridiculous law. They're going to get him on something. Uh, but I... I just think the more they go after him, the more popular he becomes. It's absolutely amazing. Caroline Levitt, thank you so much for joining me. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you. You too. God bless you. Thanks so much. God bless. And you can find her on Twitter at Levitt with two T's and H. 1-800-922-6680 is my number. I will get to your calls coming up next on The Rob Carson Show. I'm Mary Walter with you on The Rob Carson Show. Find me on X at Mary Walter Radio. Don't forget, I have a podcast tomorrow night starting at 7.15 Eastern on live on YouTube and on Gitter. Just look for Mary Walter Radio. And you can participate, too. And our guest is Christopher Tremoli from uh, Washington Examiner will be joining us. You can find the audio on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please go check it out. I, pre- I appreciate it. Those uh, If you go to Twitter, if, excuse me, if you go to uh, YouTube, there's some there right now. And we have all sorts of different guests. We, I've had Rob Carson on. We've had James Rosen, Cal Thomas, Sean Spicer. It's been a def- bunch of different people who have been on with us. And uh, some of them, we don't talk about politics sometimes with some of these people. Didn't talk about politics at all with James Rosen. So it was a lot of fun. I will be back with you tomorrow, whether you like it or not. <laughs> I'll be back with you tomorrow. Have a wonderful, safe day and I'll be back with you Wednesday and Friday as well. I'm Mary Walter. Thank you for joining me on the Rob Carson show. Have a great day.
first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.